Hello and welcome back to Secrets Behind the Music Business. I'm your host, Barry Victor, and today we have a special guest with us, the founder of J.A. Williams Law and also the founder of the Artist Empowerment Group, Ms. Jonay Williams. How you doing today, Jonay? I am great. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you being here. It's a blessing to have you with us. Um, so I just want to hop right into it and kind of get your background first, let the people know exactly it is what you do and how you got into the position that you are in. Um, yes. Yeah, so pretty much it's a it's a long story, obviously, because I've been in the music industry and in the entertainment industry for roughly about 20 years now mm-hmm. and um, a musician myself and then um, basically got disempowered from working with individuals within the music industry. And it um, basically took me into the area of wanting to actually work for people on their behalf to ensure that they didn't have to encounter what I encountered. And I realized that I was much better as a business person and more passionate about the business aspect of what it was that I was doing than actually the creation of the creative work. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I look at this as like, this is, this is my art doing the work that I do now. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, I started off in the industry. I was a, a music manager. I was also an event produ- pr- um, producer and promoter. And then um, I also ended up doing uh, event development work for the city and basically anything that related to working with artists and creative people and helping them actually be empowered around what they do, which sent me to law school um, wanting to learn the thing that touched every artist and every person in America in terms of them being empowered or disempowered, which was the law, but then also realizing that art schools and the industry, it teaches you how to be great as a creator. It doesn't teach you how to be a great business owner and Mm -hmm. a great um, entrepreneur. And so um, that led to the development of artist empowerment, which is what I do today, um, which is helping artists and creative people, content creators, um, create a business that is sustainable around what they do as creative people. Okay. What do you mind touching on a, piece of that experience you had because I know I read about it and it was about like being credited for a song that you were a part of you want to give like a little background yeah sure so um so so I actually um I was doing a lot of work with um with different producers and different um, artists and creative people. I specifically worked with um, an engineer and I came in and did uh, background vocals and songwriting. Um, I also played various different instruments and I would come in and I would do this work and I was told that I would be credited or compensated for the work that I was doing and neither of those things happened. Mm -hmm. And I realized um, very early on that there was something inherently wrong with the fact that somebody could take all those hours that I spent in the in the studio, all those all the time that I did this work, all the time that I spent performing and just make money from it, get exposure from it, and then, you know, on my end I'm just a hired hand and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like there was something wrong and my mom and um 
other people in the industry were supporting me and pushing that forward. But what I realized was is that there was only so much I could do on my own. Mm-hmm. So I just was, so I just thought to myself, I'm like, you know what? I don't ever want to be in a position where that kind of thing can ever happen to me again, nor do I want other people to be able to do that. So I realized that the most important, um, the reason why that I went through that was to get me to this point. Like it wasn't for not it, that my journey wasn't to become a, a huge musician. I wasn't supposed to be the Beyonce. I was supposed to be assisting the Beyonce's mm-hmm. and supposed to be getting this message out in the world about artists and creative people actually taking care of the business aspect of what they're doing because that is the place that they have the the steepest learning curve. Mm-hmm. And that is also the place where they can end up having a really fantastic life and moving things forward and moving towards their dreams or it could be the thing that completely trips them up and causes them to just be, you know, bitter, broken, broken. So, <laughs> okay. So, did you feel like you didn't have anybody that's like you nowadays back in the time where you were on the creative path where there're just not the resources out there or you just didn't know about them and you feel like I want to know all of this information for myself and I don't even want to reach out to another attorney. Yeah. Well, how did that work? Yeah, well in my in when back when I started in the music industry, the music industry looked very different than it does now, and so the way that it was set up it wasn't set up for um artists to i mean it still kind of isn't but you know it wasn't set up for artists to thrive and to be in to be in knowledge about what they were supposed to be doing it was like basically you sign a deal the record label comes in with their team and then you know you get an advance you work off the advance through selling of the the records that you produce and that's pretty much how it was set up at the you know when i was in the industry and it evolved while i was in college pretty much like Mm -hmm. when I was in college this is going to totally date me but when I was in college (laughs) that was when file sharing and Napster and all of Uh that kind of stuff had first kind of came out Mm -hmm. so so um so the music industry kind of blew up while I was in college and so it was a really good time for me to just kind of understand what the new developments were and how things were shifting and changing and the music industry was very unstable for a really long time and it's just now starting to get back to a place of stability with mm. all of these different companies kind of downsizing and, and turning into just large conglomerates and things like that so there was a big change and shift that happened um, from the time that I was an artist into the time that I'm now doing this work and so, yeah, there were attorneys that are were available, but those attorneys were the ones working for the record label. You wow. know what I mean? So it's like you really didn't have anybody on your side that was advocating on your behalf unless you had like a momager, like a manager who's right. your mom or something like that. But other than that, you didn't really have people who were on your side looking out for your best interest at that time. And I mean, quite honestly, you know, even with what it is that I do, it's a specific niche. There aren't a lot of people that are doing what I'm doing in terms of helping people understand what they need to do 
professionally as creative people. And I think that there are lots of organizations that have like classes and workshops and things like that, but there's very few people that can actually take your hand through the process and and even know what you're going to face because they Mm -hmm. haven't been on the other end of it. They might know it in theory. Like if you go to a class, you Mm -hmm. might hear a professor talk about these things, but you you haven't really experienced, um, you know, somebody really living the experience that you're experiencing and actually know as a creative person what goes on in your mind, what actually goes on as, um, you know, the learning curve and the things that you don't know, and they know what you should know, and they can tell you what that is. You know what I mean? There's lots of people who don't, um, who don't have that kind of level of specialized knowledge. So it's, um, it's still a small field, but it's, 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 I'm, I'm optimistic that artist development is going to grow. Um, and I do see people out here wanting to serve that community, which is great. Um, you know, but it's just a matter of also artists believing and understanding that they don't know what they don't know. And it's okay to get and seek help. I think that's the biggest battle that I have with working with creative people. It's like, it's okay to not know things. And it's also okay to ask for help around those things that you don't know. Yeah, I think it's a great point that you made as well about things being in theory, because I, I know that experience is always going to be education you know we can read tons of books but unless you have somebody that's actually in it they might not even know how to respond once the situation really comes into play once you're really faced with it and so hearing you say that i can understand how you're so successful and people like want to come and work with you because they're like nah she knows what she's doing she's not only educated but she's experienced it and she's been through these things before Yeah. And the other thing you have to think about is that there's a lot of people um, out here that are going to try to sell you magic beans. Like you have to really source who it is that you're talking to. Like Mm -hmm. you have to pay attention to that and you have to, um, you know, look at their background and look at professionally where they've gone so that when they tell you, like, I get you and I know how to help you, they actually are speaking from a place of truth. You have to do your due diligence around that. That's really important. So looking at who they've worked with, looking at what kind of results have they gotten for their clients, looking at um, how it is, what's their professional reputation. You know, you don't want to take bad, you don't want to take advice from the wrong people either, just as much as you don't want to sit around saying, well, I don't, I can't trust nobody, so I'm not going to take nothing. No, that's going to defeat you just as much as taking bad advice. So it's really about taking good advice from the right people and actually following through on the advice that you receive because you know, you're the one that's really in control of your career. So if mm-hmm. you actually don't to make moves, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter what I tell you. It doesn't matter what some other professional tells you. If you don't make moves, then you get nothing. You you know, if you want to keep getting nothing, then keep doing nothing. Right, right. <laughs> it's like you can't expect <laughs> to withdraw anything out of the bank if you don't deposit anything. It's like... Exactly. And the bottom line is, is that I feel like that's one other type of mindset that has to be overcome. It's like, you know, for some people, they think that just because of the fact that they're super talented, that everything is just going to fall into their lap and fall on their, you know, just fall on their lap. And that's not how it works. Like, not only do you have to, um, you know, you have to be hungry for it and have to take the actions just as much as you pay attention to your craft and making sure that you're great at your craft. Part of it is making sure that you're great at what it is that you do, but it's also part 
part of it is making sure that you actually take the steps that are necessary to support the things that are around what you do, you know, so there's Mm -hmm. like the support system of the work and then there is the actual work itself and Mm -hmm. you're responsible for both of those things. Mm -hmm. And if you want to take that and put that off on somebody else to do, and then you end up getting disempowered or something bad ends up happening, you can't blame them. You, you only have to blame yourself because this is ultimately your path and what it is that you are supposed to be doing in order to ensure that you're going down the right direction. If you look at somebody like, Like Beyonce, you know, she wasn't like she didn't enjoy where her career was going. Like she wanted to shift. She wanted to change. She wanted to evolve. She wanted to grow. So she became her own manager. Mm -hmm. She's like, I'm responsible for, you know, getting my work out in the world the way that I want to get it out in the world. Okay, I got a steep learning curve because I've been managed my whole life by my father, but I'm actually going to take the reins and figure it out. And she was mm-hmm. messy for a, for a while, you know what I'm saying? But she eventually got, you know, reign of her own entertainment company and was able to actually put forth her own creative work through her own support system, which is her own company. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect example of it. And you don't have to be at Beyonce's level in order to do it she did but you should study the great yeah i mean see we could end the whole interview there what you just gave we're just like i have to say before the next question (laughs) that was like the perfect words of wisdom right there because i feel like that's mostly what people are lacking is just the ability to take responsibility for every part of their career until they get to Mm -hmm. a point where i can hire a team but right now if you're you know you're coming up you're on the rise you have to be okay with doing everything right now so um, that, that was just perfect. Yeah, Thank absolutely. You. And on top of that, you know, when you do have some resources, then, you know, then you build the team up block by block. You know, a building is built brick by brick. So mm-hmm. just keep building the bricks as you can. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like you don't have to start off with 25 people underneath you. You can start off with just you and then move on to just you and maybe an assistant or maybe, you know, somebody to help you out. And then you kind of grow, you know, incrementally. You're in this for the long term. You're not in this for the short bang. Mm-hmm. So, Right. So um, for the people who don't know exactly how artist empowerment works, can you just tell us what it is, what it does in its overall mission? And when I say like... <laughs> actually how it works is this a virtual online group do you meet up in classes like how do people get to be involved yeah so um so the way that um artist empowerment works is and this is a um this is just a a an understanding also of how things shift and change right so for me um artist empowerment right now the way that i'm developing is we are developing it into um more of a education company where you can take classes and whatnot online and actually um you'll be able to access me in whatever city i'm in or you can access me virtually online like that's the way that um everything is structured i also have um one-on-one coaching that I do with with artists and creative people and um and I'm and I speak all over so it's like I speak in all of these various different places there's ton of content online that you can learn from already for free um I have a podcast like I have um you know YouTube I have like all of the things that if you can't access me via going to um 
an event, you can still, you know, get content and whatnot online or contact me to work with me one-on-one in terms of helping you. Um, I also have a mastermind where I work with a group of creative people in a small group where I'm guiding and developing their, their work and talking with them around their business and helping them and giving them strategic development advice around their business and what they're doing. So there's kind of various different levels. So there's like seeing me um, in person, then there's accessing online content. Then eventually we're going to, we're um, going to be launching some more classes and whatnot online and then also you can work with me one-on-one or in one of my mastermind groups mastermind is closed for this year but um when we reopen applications if you follow me online you'll be able to like apply when we reopen okay so there's no excuse for people not to be able to get something from you somewhere absolutely not (laughs) like all you gotta do is google me and you'll find all the things right and i try to make sure i try to make sure that i give out a lot of free content because Mm. i know for a fact that you know for some for some people their resources at the very beginning might be limited Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't let none of that stop me if i want something i go after it i don't care like i figure it out Mm -hmm. but for some people they might need to just kind of there might not be in that place yet where they want to engage with someone they just kind of want to take in what they can Mm -hmm. and read those things and whatnot and and that's totally fine too you know it's my it's my job to be a resource and to help you in any way that um, is accessible for you and so that's what I do got it so um, I'm assuming that you had to be around other mastermind groups before to understand how they work so what I want to know is if you're (laughs) attending them what do you find that artist empowerment brings to its members that other groups don't Oh, that's a great question. Um, I have been um, I have been in a mastermind um, my entire uh, business career. Like since I started um, my company, I joined a mastermind immediately. And what I think, um, and I love business masterminds. I think that they're extremely, extremely helpful, um, more so even than one-on-one coaching in, in many instances because you get to you get the access of like 12, 13, 15 minds versus just one coach, you know, and I think that that's really, really helpful. I think that what my group, um, which is called Diamond, mm-hmm. my group, the reason why it's different than other masterminds is because it's filled with creative business owners specifically. So it's people who are creators and artists like writers, dancers, you know, um, vocalists and, and, and musicians, like people who are, that have that same drive and that decision to stabilize both aspects of their career and move both aspects of their career forward. Um, and that's, and I specifically, I also curate the group, which means that everybody's not allowed in. There is an application process because I'm putting out a lot of energy and time into mm-hmm. the work that I do with groups. Also, I think that one thing that's very different th- about my group, which is different than other people's, is is that I'm very, very hands-on. It's mm-hmm. like I'm constantly dealing with my group. I'm checking in with my group. I'm um, keeping them accountable. They're keeping themselves accountable. The energy in the group for me is very much um, that of individuals who are focused 
focused and driven and determined to actually do this thing, actually put their work out in the world, actually make money, actually be sustainable. It's not that group of people who they've already stepped over the hurdle of being in their own way. You know, mm-hmm. and lots of people will stand in their own way and make excuses about why they can't do the things that are necessary in order to actually move their career forward. My group, they've already done that work. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because they signed up and you have to pay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You have to pay. So that right there shows that it's like, I'm going to figure this thing out and I'm going to utilize whatever resources I have at my disposal in order to do that, um, to move forward. And also in some mastermind groups, you don't get individual time with the coach. Like Mm -hmm. it's just the group, but Mm -hmm. you get individual time with me in the group as well. So it's like, you get the group time. You're We also do live classes. So you get live classes with me, you get group time, you get, um, my time, you know, basically one-on-one and then you have accountability partners in the group. So it's really, it's designed for you to, if you're not successful after you get out of diamond, it's because <laughs> of you, not because there wasn't the resources there for you to do it. <laughs> okay. See, I like that so. confidence. She's backing up what she's talking about. You believe oh, absolutely. In it. Because believe I put so much time and energy and attention into it. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm not playing like this is, this is, you know, I make sure, and, and I've, I've tweaked this over many, many years. I've looked at artists and creative people and what do they need? Where do they get tripped up? What stands in their way? How do they move forward? What's the most effective things that they need to do? What do they need to learn? Like I've been perfecting this stuff for 20 years now. So if you come into the group and I've seen people come in and out of this group and be in, in cre- incredibly successful in their careers, mm. incredibly successful with their, you know, with their finances, all the resources are there for you. Mm. And, and, and you have me. So if you get tripped up, you can come to me and be like, Hey, I need this. I need that. I have a question about this. I have a question about that. So you have all these resource to your disposal. So it's just a matter of you at this point taking action. Yeah. So, that's incredible. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of people enjoy that access. So um, they do. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just like because I watched one of the videos too, and I, I remember one of your clients actually saying that, and it was like, I needed somebody to hold my hand. So I know that you know it's something that they really <laughs> appreciate. But um, yeah, yeah. The next question. Well, this is actually a follow up question because I heard you talk about the different um, types of clientele. Do you have? Do you concentrate them? based on the type of work that they do or is the whole class mixed? So when you say you have like somebody that may be a painter, somebody that may be a rapper, somebody that may be a designer, are they all in that one class or do you take all of the musicians and put them in one class and all of the painters and put them in one class? And how did, like, how does that work? Uh, no, how does it, um, well, the, the focus is on building, building a sustainable business and to have a um and to have a really pleasurable life and actually a really great career. So those are the three objectives. And so when you look at um what is required to create a, a, a the right foundations for a business, that's all going to be the same. Like if it, there's going to be some industry nuances, but for the most part, you have to think of sales and marketing, design, finance, mm-hmm. you know, production, you know, customer service. Like these are the kinds of things that go across industry. So what where you get the individualized advice is when you come up against something in your industry that is nuanced. Okay. And 
And then when you're working with me directly, it's really about what is it that you actually want to see come forward in your come forth in your career. So we're working on the business aspect. That's a lot of that. um, A lot of the foundations of those things. I mean, I have my own way of doing things that I think is most successful, most successful for artists. So I'm going to teach you that. But if we're looking at what you want to do in your career and the way you want to move that forward, that is um, something that we'll work together individually on because I never want an artist to go in the direction that their heart isn't telling them to go because mm-hmm. that's when you get that whole quote-unquote sellout kind of feeling. Right. It's like I'm not being true to myself. I'm not doing what it is that I want to do. And I personally because that's my mission, I'm going to be paying attention to that. Are you trying to be a people pleaser or are you really following what your truth is? Mm. And that, and that's where I'm going to call you out. Cause I, cause I want you to follow what is your path. And that might not look like the other musician that's in the group. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that may not look like the other person who um, who who is you know interested in going in a certain direction. Some people want to; their goal is to get signed. Some people it's to own an entertainment company. Some people mm-hmm. it's to just um, to have a side business, but then be able to move their career forward in a direction where they're their own independent boss. Like there's mm-hmm. so many different paths, and so it's really about getting clear about what that particular path is, and then actually us working your dream, not the dream of me, mm-hmm. not the dream of anybody else in the group. It's about working your dream and using the tools that are available to actually work them for you. Use them to work them for yourself. And you're going to show them that it's possible. Like there's just no one that comes in and you're like, oh, that's impossible to do. You're like, nah, if that's what Yo, you want to do. We're going to make it happen. Exactly, because I bet them. Because if you have, if I list, first of all, I have to believe in what you're doing. So Mm -hmm. if you are creating music or art or work that I don't align with, that I don't believe in, I can't work with you. So one of the first things that I need to see is I need to see your production, your, your, your creative capital. Because at the end of the day, if your creative capital is not, on point nothing else that you do is going to work it's kind of like putting water in a leaky bucket the the bucket is never going to get full Mm -hmm. because the first thing you need to do is plug the bucket and i can't help you be a better creative that's what those schools are for that's what you know um going into the industry and collaborating with other artists is for that's what your personal time and developing your craft is for that's not my job my job is to help you building the structure and the support underneath that work so the first thing is the work has to be great you Mm -hmm. have to have great work Mm -hmm. so once that happens then I'm also paying attention to your mindset and I'm also paying attention to your actual goals and are they aligned with where it is that you know with your vision like what you want to do versus what your vision is like are those things aligned and if those things are aligned and that stuff comes together and you're willing to do what's necessary and you're what I like to call coachable because there's some people who are not there's some people who are like I know what I want and I know how I'm going to do it and I don't care what nobody's saying blah 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 mm-hmm. like you know, you're you're not somebody who can be coached. You're not somebody who can be mentored to if you're in that place of like, I know everything. Mm-hmm. I don't know what. Like, if you're in that place, then I can't help you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, the only thing that's going to help you is the school of hard knocks. Right. So, 
you know, I kind of look at all of those kind of aspects and just see if the energy is aligned and what it is that you want to do is the work good, all of these various different aspects. And then that's what I use in order to actually work with you. But like I said, you don't have to work directly with me. Like you can take classes online. You can look at the free content. You can do all of that stuff in order to just get a taste of what it is that you need and an understanding of what it is that you need and actually start moving towards that. You don't need my hand, but to have my hand probably would make things a lot easier and a lot faster. So it just really depends on where you are in your growth and development. And, you know, I usually tell people it's like get as far as you can get on your own, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then kind of look and be like, okay, I've kind of taken this to my own limitations. And I realized that I need more help. I need more support. I need somebody else to help me to take it farther, you mm-hmm. know? And then that's when you start to reach out for mentors. That's when you start to like work with other people. So how do you gauge? It's also humbling. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure it is like just to know, I mean, to have that support and somebody being honest with you as well. But how do you take yourself out of it and, you know, make sure it's not just a I mean, I don't know. It could be a personal thing or it can be like, well, this is just what the industry standard is or you need to be at this specific quality. Because what if you don't like a certain genre of music or you don't like a certain style. So when you're saying like, I have to be aligned with your work, I have to like it. Well, what if, you know, a folk artist come in versus a, um, a rock artist versus a hip hop artist and you like one of those specifically yeah. more than others, how do you decide like to say this is not it's good, not- but it's good to the people that they're presenting it to, but you don't necessarily like it. Are you just gonna not work with them? No, 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 no. Okay, so when I say, thank you for asking that question. When I say the work has to be good, I'm talking about quality. I'm not right. talking about tape. Got it. So if the work is not quality, because mm-hmm. I have worked with folk artists before. I have worked with rock artists before. I have worked with hip-hop artists before. I have worked with, you know, different types of soul singers. Mm-hmm. I've worked with all, like, I've worked with ambient singers. Like, I've worked with so many different types of artists in terms of the kind of work that they put out in the world. It's mm-hmm. not about that. It's about the quality. And, and And also the star quality, because there's some people that just have that extra thing that you really can't, you really can't really put your finger on it, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to work with you if the work is not already quality because that's one aspect that you got to get right first. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if you have a quality single, I have worked with people who are in the process of creating their high quality single, right? Mm-hmm. And that person, looking at that person, if I listen to them and they're extremely talented, they have that star quality, they have the the drive to be like, I'm going to do what I need to do. I'm going to find the producers. I'm going to do little, little, Okay, we can work with that because I can help you with, like, figuring out who the right producers are and mm-hmm. how to get the, the song actually out in the world. I've done that before. but So you're the A&R, again, too, huh? Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> quite honestly, <laughs> I mean, that's the newest part of it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you got to gotta look and see, okay, like, is this, is, is this person? And it's not, and, and like I said, everybody has different goals. Everybody's goal is not to be Beyonce. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's not to be the next big Rihanna or somebody. Like, everybody's not, there's not always their goal. You know what I'm saying? So, it's like, you really have to look at what that person wants and, you know, what is it that they want and is what they want actually aligned with how I can help them? Because 
I'm not going to take your money and 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 work with you and knowing in my heart that that's not going to it's not going to happen or knowing in my heart that you have a, a really large long uphill battle and you may not be cut out for it or whatever like I'm I, I'm just my my I can't do that mm-hmm. I can't do that that's not an integrity for me mm-hmm. so when I look at somebody I'm looking and I'm going I'm going okay what is it that um you know what does this person want you know, do they have the talent to actually get there and the work ethic? Mm-hmm. Do they have the integrity? Are they aligned with what it is that they want to do? Are they willing to do whatever it takes? Are they coachable? Like there is a, and then, you know, and then, you know, I'm my, a part of my tuition kicks in too. So it's like, there's various different aspects in terms of when I decide to work with somebody and, and, you know, and I value my time, I value my energy, I value my creative information and my business information. Like, these are things that are, that I've spent years and years of my own life cultivating. And so if I'm going to work with somebody at that type of high level, it's going to be because I truly believe in their work mm-hmm. and they truly believe in my advice. There has to be a trust mm-hmm. where they trust that I believe in them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to feel that your mentors believe in you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Otherwise, why are they talking to you? Yeah, and you it seems like I mean? you're willing so, to utilize your resources and put your name on the line for them. Absolutely, but also at the same time, it is about protecting my name, but it's also about, like, I have to be I have to be passionate about like you and who you are and, and your talent and what it is that you're putting out in the world. And I know you know, and I can feel that you are going to take this ship as far as you can take it, or you go, you know, you gonna ride it till the wheels fall off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that is the kind of person that I would spend my time and energy working with, mm-hmm. and I have done that many, many times over. And then, you know, and and if they end up not going that that far or as far as they thought that they wanted to go, that's okay because I still didn't feel like I wasted my time because I believed in their dream just as much as they did. Right. You know what I mean? And I'm just, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I have to be in integrity around that. It's really important to me. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like, okay, with, with, with the business advice and all of that kind of stuff, I have so much stuff online that you can check out and stuff like that, but you actually ask me to be your mentor we have to really have a serious deep conversation about that Mm -hmm. because it's not about the money for me this is about my passion this is about my life this is about everything that i've worked for and my life has taken me to to in order to get here you know what i mean it's Mm -hmm. like the the money is secondary i want to help people right that's great. It's not like the money people. is important. I'm not gonna say that. Yeah, <laughs> the money is important though. I mean, because <laughs> like, you want to show them that they that. can get money. They don't want yeah. like you know a person that hasn't been financially successful telling them how to be financially successful. You know so. exactly. Like exactly, it's exactly what I just said about take the t- you know who you take advice from. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna act like the money is not important. It is important, but yeah. it's also you have to make sure that your that your that your business is you know it's just like putting out a product that you don't really like it's like putting out an album you don't really give a shit about mm-hmm. excuse my language that you don't <laughs> really care about yeah <laughs> my bad you know it's like you know you you're putting your name on something that you really don't like that mm-hmm. you really don't care about and you're only doing it for money mm-hmm. that's the sellout 
Yeah. And I'm not going to be a sellout. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm going to do quality work. I want to get quality paid for it. And I'm going to work with quality people and the people that I believe in. Like that, that's basically my own mantra for how it is that I run my life and how I run my business and whatnot. And it is important because as an entrepreneur, you know, people are looking at you and saying, how can you teach me to be sustainable when you're not sustainable? Or how can you teach me how to do, um, create a solid business or do certain things if you don't have those? Or like, if you never went to law school, how can you teach me about the law? You know, <laughs> you know, it's just, <laughs> you know, that's just, that's just a part of it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's a part of it. So it's important to me. Yeah. So Talking about the financial side of it, through your experience, what are some of the new and innovative ways that artists are making money? Um, well, what I tell artists is is that don't expect to make a bunch of money from streaming. If you get money from streaming, it's fabulous, but it's not realistic to try, to, and I hate realistic, but it's not um, at this point in the industry it's not a place where you're going to make the majority of your money. Mm -hmm. You're putting your, putting your music out online is a way for you to market yourself, to get people to your live shows, to get people to consume other pieces of your content that are paid. That's, and what I see many artists doing now is um, really leveraging places where they can get paid for example like somewhere like youtube mm -hmm. where they can take youtube and actually be a partner with them because you can be a partner with them you get um and you you know you drive your traffic to like your youtube because that's where you're getting paid and i know a lot of content creators who are sustainable just on being youtubers so there's so there's there's that aspect then then there's actually using your music and putting it up on your various different platforms promoting that and then using that to get people to um to hire you for uh live performances or to do certain things um do certain um, things like in workshops or things like that so for example i have a client who her message and her music is about empowerment mm -hmm. and what she's going to be doing is going to a bunch of women's empowerment conferences mm -hmm. and those women empowerment conferences are paying her to perform. Nice. That's a way that she's, you, you know, so she's utilizing her message, aligning it with their mission and then getting them to hire her in order to entertain their people. So I think that that's a really a good way for you to try to, um, to move that forward. Another thing is I think that it's really important for artists specifically to think about real estate mm -hmm. because um, getting into real estate and you don't have to have a lot of money to get into real estate, but having, having like a, a, a single family home that you don't necessarily live in, but you rent out or a multifamily home or something like that, utilizing that as kind of like the base income that comes into your, um, your bank account mm -hmm. and using that to fuel your business, which is your career is one other type of solid way that you can kind of, you know, have some type of sustainability. Um, other, other people are creating um, products and services around things that they like to do outside of, the, the career of being an entertainer. So, for example, um, I have a client who developed um, a business as a um, as a 
singing coach and teacher, mm-hmm. um, voice, voice teacher, she uses that. She works for herself. She uses that money that she gets from that business that she does on the side, kind of at her, her, her income, her stable income to actually fuel her career aspirations mm-hmm. to, um, to, to, be a, a big artist out of the name out in the entertainment world. So she's using her business as a way to like fuel that. So there's the aspect of creating like an entertainment company that's only solely focused on putting out your creative projects like a like Beyonce has like Parkwood, Parkwood Entertainment. Mm-hmm. But then there's also creating your own business that's based off of a skill that you have, taking that business and then using the money from that business to actually fuel your creative projects and endeavors. Got it. That was some game right there too with that real estate one. I like that piece. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It's, it's really good. And a lot of, and a lot of artists use it. Nice. I like that. Um, so you knowing about all of these different um, avenues, which one would you say just through all the artists that you work with has been the most lucrative? Would it be the merchandise or the shows or finding those niche projects? Well, it depends because there's two there's two types of um, there's two types of income. There's the top line income uh, revenue streams, and then there's baseline. Baseline is like the real estate. Baseline is like the sustainable business and whatnot. Um, top line is like if you're thinking about um, uh, like shows or merch or online streaming. That stuff is not sustainable. It's, it's stuff that comes in here and there, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to sell a lot of it in order mm-hmm. for it to be something that could like pay your bills, right? Mm-hmm. You so said that's top line? You, so yeah, that's top line income. Okay. So you want to, and when I say top line, top line income is basically like those sporadic little uh, cash drops into your life. So for me, being a speaker is not something that I don't, I'm not on the road all every, you know, every day, all the time or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's like, occasionally that comes in that drops some cash into my bank and hey it's all good but what my consistent income comes in is through working with clients in the mastermind doing legal services doing these other types of things um one-on-one coaching like those are the things that are like um baseline and baseline is that consistent sustainable predictable income that comes in every month Okay. Top line is those sporadic cash drops of cert- of things that are not sustainable, but you know they're like a cherry on top, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so when you think about um, what's been lucrative, all the air- all the ones that I've told you have been very lucrative for artists. I think that it really just depends on the type of the type of person that you are because everyone isn't an entrepreneur slash business owner. Mm-hmm. Everyone doesn't have the desire to do that, nor do they have the drive because being an entrepreneur is not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it is, it does come with its challenges. It's the greatest thing for me personally that I've ever done, but I also have an entrepreneurial spirit and I'll get up and hustle. Mm-hmm. But for some people, for some people, that's not, you know, that's not their spirit. That's not how they can live their life or they physically, maybe they can't do mm-hmm. that. Right. Mm-hmm. So for them, it might be better for them to do something like YouTube where it's like they can sit or right. it may be something um, easier for them to get a piece of real estate 
and be able to, you kind of have like that passive income come in and then they focus their energy on their creative work. So it really, all of them have been lucrative. It just depends on your energy and spirit. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and sometimes you have to kind of dig around to see which one works for you the best. You know what I mean? Like every, you know, you might not know at the very beginning before you jump in, you know? Right. Yeah, it sounds like sometimes you got to jump in and figure out how to swim. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, it kind of reminds me. I know you're aware of Dory Clark, too. Um, I don't know if you read her latest book, The Entrepreneurial You, but this sounds a lot like the um, she talks about having a portfolio career. And when I read that, I was like, man, that's cool. Dory's actually one of my really Dory's actually one of my really good friends. Nice. So, um, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're we're really good friends, and so yes, her um her her new book is um is talks about just that having these various different revenue streams becoming sustainable. She had a journey to doing that, mm-hmm. um you know because she wasn't you know she was an online speak I mean not online speaker she was a speaker and like all of her income came from that and being on the road all the time and mm-hmm. she realized that that's not what she ultimately wanted to do is be on the road all the time. Mm-hmm. So you know she kind of scaled back and started to create these other revenue streams so that she could actually um, be able to uh, have more of the kind of lifestyle that she wanted and have the kind of stability that she wanted she was doing those other things she still speaks she still travels the world she still does all of that but she shifted her business model so that she could have other ways to create income so it wasn't all coming from her being on a stage all the time right okay so when so when someone uh, has these other revenue streams, how long does it take before they can, if they want to, if they can let them go to go full time? Like in in your experience, how long does it take to get a client from a nine to five job to full time working as an artist? Well, um, it, it really it really just depends. Um, it's, it's so hard to say because so many there's so many different types of, um, you know, ways that you can do it. It depends on, it depends on your hustle, the kind of work that you're doing, where you're marketing. There's a lot of testing that's involved, but I would say that you could, if you really took your time and your energy towards really, you know, building that sustainability and that's what your goal was for, you know, the year you could be, you could be full time with roughly within, you know, 12 to 24 months. It Mm -hmm. really just, but it's really, like I said, I don't want to give people false hope because there's so many things that are involved in that process in terms of like having the right um, guidance, having, you know, the right kind of business, actually, you know, marketing. I mean, sales is such a huge part of that. Like how much sales are you bringing in, figuring out what it is that you even need. You know, many times artists don't even know what they need to live on. You know, like that's one of the first things that I talk to artists about is like figure out what it is that you need to actually live and be comfortable, not just be, you know, eating hand to mouth all the time, you know what I'm saying? And then build your business to actually support that amount of money and then continue to expand it. But, you know, these are the kind of things you have to, you know, you have to figure out and there might be some testing. You may have to scale down some of your expenses for a little while or, you know, saying like there might be, you know, there's various different things. And that's why it's good to have mentorship so that somebody can kind of look at those things with you and say, OK, here's kind of they can kind of help you so that you're not kind of feeling your way through the dark and making a lot of unnecessary, timely and costly mistakes. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I would say, you know, if you really, if you really, um, 
if we're talking about being a full-time artist and thinking about the sustainable ways that I taught you or that um, taught um, talk to you about here, I would say roughly about, you know, 12 to 24 months. Even for me, I started my um, I started Artist Empowerment officially in 2012, and by the middle of 2013, I was full-time. So oh. I started in 2012, and by my birthday of 2013, I was full-time. Congratulations to you. That's beautiful. Yeah, thank you. So it took so it took me a, it took me about um, a year and some change. I, I started. I jumped. I jumped in April of 2012 is when I started, and then in July of 2013 is when I went full time, and I've been full time ever since. So, nice. you know, it, you know, it just but it just depends. It was also a lot, a lot, a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, you that, sound like you, know? you have like a hustling spirit, a go getter. You know, like that mentality so i'm pretty sure that's a majority of what it takes you know like people may hear this and be like oh man she did it in two years but yeah trust and believe if you yeah. don't have that that ability to get up and that's tell right. yourself what to do and not have anybody have to tell you to get up and go to work then you're, you're not going to make it as far you know so it's true and like i said a lot of people don't necessarily have the entrepreneurial spirit in order to like start right. a business that's why i said there are other there are other things that you can do like like the real estate thing you know mm -hmm. what i mean like you can do other things but you still got to get up and figure that out you know what yeah. i'm saying you still have to get up and say okay my goal is to have like that sustainable rental income property coming in what programs are in my area how much do i need you know there's so many programs in places where they're trying to retain artists in the city. So like places like New York and Detroit and, you know, and all of these different, you know, New Jersey, like there's so many places that are really putting in programs to keep creators and people in the city. You just have to decide that you want to and actually get up and, and, and look for those things. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's going to sit back and hand it to you while you just lay on your, on your butt. Like you have to get up and, say this is my goal this is my dream this is what I want let me start looking at what are my resources what is it that I need to have but the thing that's going to trip you up is immediately oh well I can't do that because I don't have any money or I can't mm -hmm. do that because my credit's not good or I can't yeah. do that because blah 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 mm -hmm. <laughs> you know yeah that's what's going to trip you up more than any resource yeah okay so I, I read in the um, your services section, this was in regards to coaching. So I'm not sure if this also applies to the artist empowerment group as well. But I read that there's a nine to 12 month commitment for each of the clients that you work with. Is this time dedicated to only strategic planning and then you send the client out to utilize the tools that they learn? Or are they making income during the process of that nine to 12 months? And if so, how are they doing that? Well, it depends on where they come in. The reason, um, if they come in already making money, then like, you know, I've had clients that have come in that had just started their businesses and were like, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. um, and I've had clients come in that don't have businesses at all. I've had clients that come in that have, you know, had a business, but their, but their revenue dropped or their revenue has stayed the same and they can't move forward or whatever. So it really just depends on where you come in at, where we can get you to within that nine to 12 month process and I say nine to 12 months because that's essentially how long it's going to take you know to even kind of get things up and going it's, it's going to be a daily getting up and working on this thing you know what I mean so I don't want you to think that it's going to be you know three months later you're going to be ta-da 
I'm, you know, full time making six figures. Like it doesn't work that way. It takes yeah. some time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and there's a lot of testing that's involved and there's a lot of tweaking that's involved. And so yeah, there's strategic and also with people aligned with, um, you know, also looking at the personal aspect of, of what they're doing. So it's mm-hmm. not just like the, the, the it's, it's the internal things that are going on within you because business is like 90% mindset and 10% practice. Mm -hmm. So you're really just, there's a big part of it that has to do with like your mindset, your growth, your confidence, your ability to kind of overcome hurdles and various things like that. And you may not, you may have things that are in your blind spot that you don't even see that I see, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So it's just kind of like we're working on, on the personal development and the business development at the same time. And that takes time to grow and develop into, you know, ultimately that person that you desire to be in the life you desire to have. It's not an overnight thing. Definitely. Okay. So I got, I got two more questions. I know we're close to time, but, um, so one of my last questions is, um, so I know that you helped people build six and seven figure businesses. Has there been a specific type of clientele that you've seen, this happened for more often than it does one other group like as a songwriter do they have an equally fair chance at becoming successful as a graphic designer or someone who creates apps and software like how do you gauge that uh that's a that's a good question i think that um the people who are the most successful are people who have uh, skills that maybe they haven't tapped into that um, that are bankable, you know, that you can actually build a business out of. So, you know, you have to think about that. It's like, I am, um, I'm a really great singer, but I'm not going to build a business around my singing. <laughs> you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, I'm, like, people will pay me more so for my legal knowledge than they would for my voice, right? Yeah. So, um, so it's kind of like, that's me though, you know what I'm saying? So you have to kind of think about are there skills that you have or some type of uh, skill that maybe you had, you could develop into something that actually would help you to bring a come or do you have a really great product idea or service that you could actually put out in the world? I think, I mean, every business really starts with a, with a great idea. So, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of have to look at your talent and your skills and your ideas and you know we would look at those together to see if there's anything there that not only that you could create a business out of but that you want to create a business out of because even if you're for me even if i am a great singer i don't want to create a business around my singing you Mm -hmm. know even if i could make money from it i still wouldn't because i don't want to right so the desire has to be there as well so we kind of look at Okay, those things. And I would say that, no, there isn't anybody in particular, like a particular um, genre of human or or genre of talent that's more successful because a graphic designer can be just, can fail just as easily. I think that you kind of have to have um, a skill that's bankable or an idea that's bankable and a willingness to, to seek, to carry it forth, like a willingness and a desire to actually see it, you know, see it move forward 
and um and then you know just kind of like you know work the plan and be okay with making changes you know mm-hmm. like you you might start off in one direction and then things shift and change i mean even in this short period of time i've been an entrepreneur full-time in my business for five years and I've changed model and way and <laughs> all of that stuff various different times, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And you, you kind of have to be willing to do that. If you're an entrepreneur, that's going to happen. You know, like it's yeah. a part of the process. Industries change. Got it. And, oh, and you, you're going, to, you're going in and, and out a little bit. Everything. Can you hear me? Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I heard you say you. products and services. Okay. It was just going on. Okay, products and services change and, you know, and marketing changes and, you know, social media changes. I mean, everything just changes. It's like, you know, think about something like Vine. Vine was where everybody did did their videos and stuff, and then all of a sudden that's gone. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, then, and then there was Snapchat, and everybody did Snapchat, and then all of a sudden... Um, you know, or a uh, periscope, right? And yeah. then all of a sudden it's Instagram gets stories and now nobody does those other platforms anymore. <laughs> so you know what I mean? So it's just yeah. kind of like you have to, <laughs> you know, you kind of have to be okay with shifting and changing right. as you, you know, figure things out and grow experience as you say. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So this last, mm-hmm. um, this is a, a two part question. Um, so what is an area of revenue stream that you feel is on the rise that hasn't been tapped into yet? And are there some that have been around for a while that people seem to overlook? And then the other part of this question is, I just want to hear your steps into how somebody should get started. What you think that should do first? Is that get their trademark done? Is that come up with a name or start the business? Okay. Okay. Um, All right. So um, with the first question, um, I think that, um, again, it goes with what people have um, haven't tapped into a lot. I think that a big thing that artists have not tapped into is investing. And I think that um, investing, I mean, most, there's lots of artists who have 401ks and, and things like that, right? You can take a uh, 401k and instead of investing it into the stock market, you can invest it in real estate. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. there, you know, and, 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 or, or looking at how can I grow my money versus just make money and spend it. I think that most people are underneath the impression of those are the two things you do. You make money, you spend money, you save money and that's it. But no, there's actually growing money. So I think that one thing that artists haven't tapped to a lot is learning how to be an investor. And there's so many resources out in terms of learning how to actually take the money that you have and make that money grow. So I think that's one area. Um, As far as what an artist should, the first step an artist should do to get started, um, it really just depends on where they are. But the first thing I would do is really just write out what what my vision is. Like, Mm -hmm. what is it specifically that I want to do? Like, where do I want to go? Mm -hmm. Um, And really just kind of, you know, tap into your spirit and your passion and your desire and your energy. Why do I want that? Mm -hmm. So it's, what do I want and why do I want it? Because if you want it, just get attention. If you want it just to get rich, wanting it for the wrong reason, and you're going to burn out really fast and you're going to be miserable. So you really have to have the right thing that you want and attention behind it. Once you know that, then the next step that you would do, um, I wouldn't say trademark anything until you have a, um, a, well, 
um, product service or something in commerce because they won't allow you to register a name unless it is actually um, something that's making bringing money now or there's a way for people to pay you for that thing. So I wouldn't even say go there. Um, if you're at the very beginning stages, I would say look at um, what do I want, why do I want it, and then sit down and, and look at, okay, what are what are the holes of things that I know that I don't know? Because there are things that you don't know that you don't know you don't know. Mm-hmm. So I would say if you're looking to go into the industry, I would say look online for books, look online for resources, look online for mentors, um, you know, ask other artists and creative people, you know, what do they do? But success leaves clues. So if you find somebody that's, that has kind of vision or the life that you actually want to get to study them. Find out what they did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You don't have to reinvent the wheel on this, okay? So look at what it is that they did in order to get there and then start to build from there and say, okay, I don't know anything about sales. Let me go look at that. Or, oh, they did this thing. Let me look and see about that. Like you have to kind of look at, okay, I know I don't know about legal. I know I don't know about money. I know I don't know about branding. Okay, how do I figure those things out? Then you actually start to look up the yeah. people, places, mentors. I think it's important to ask a lot of questions. Ask people who, if you have access to them, ask people who have, where, have what you want. Ask them how they got it. Mm-hmm. And if I look at we all have people that we are that we aspire to um, having, or at least have a, a roadmap or, or, or a vision of what we want that's possible in our lives. It's like, you know, everyone has somebody that they that they look up to for inspiration. So study them. So that's what I would say would be the first part. <laughs> okay. Well, well, thank you. That was, that was so much information that is so valuable. So I'm pretty sure the. The listeners are going to enjoy this episode. Um, I wanted to also know, do you have anything coming up in California? You know, any seminars, workshops, something <laughs> I can attend? You know? Um, yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually doing a, um, doing a course for, um, for a company, and I'm thinking about, um, actually, um, finding a venue out there and 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 doing something while I'm, um, while I'm there. So. Is that may be coming in the um, in the pipeline, but I definitely will be um, speaking a lot this year. So if you want to check out where I'm gonna be, then just um, go to my website and um, pop into um, the speaking section, and I'm gonna st- and I'm and I'll be posting like where I'll be speaking next and where I'll be doing workshops. But there's so much that's coming, so yeah, just pop over there, um, sign up for my list if you want updates. And um, and also I put a lot of resources like I put out my podcast and my articles and all of that kind of stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, perfect. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to make sure I, I keep in uh, contact with you because I do want to attend some stuff. But before we get out of here, Thank can you. you just let the people know where they can find you, how they get in contact with you, your social media, email, anything that you want to put out there? So um, if you want to um, find me, the best place to go is my website, which is joanawilliams.com. That's J-O-N-A-W-I-L-L-I-A-M-S. Or you can check me out on social media. I'm on all social media at jwilliamsesq. 
Got it. Well, thank you so much, Jonay. I, I wish we had more time, so I'm going to have to give you another call in the future because you, you had a lot. <laughs> I, I felt like we got through a lot, but I feel like just your energy and your spirit, you got so much more to give. So, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. In the future, but thank you. It was a, absolutely. And it was, a, it was a pleasure to talk to you. It was a pleasure to talk to your thank audience. You. And, you know, you, you know, come check us out. You know, I'm always here for any type of help that you need. So. Okay, great. Well, enjoy the rest of your day. I appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one, everyone. All right. Thank you. Bye.